If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I tell you what, it's a technological nightmare over here this morning. Things (laughs) going off and not connecting. In fact, we're not quite up to Facebook yet, but it's good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a great weekend. Email, as always, Todd at... ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com, slash ToddHuffShow, where we will be streaming live or on demand momentarily. There we are. Good morning, Facebook. It is good to be here. And again, hope you had a nice weekend. So, so we are in at the point <laughs> as we move towards the, I mean, this is convention week, right? This is the week where... We have Democrats supposedly, supposedly uh, bringing their best and brightest out onto the stage to share with us the vision of the Democrat Party in 2020. And by extension, they want that to be the vision of the American people come November. So we're about to hit this full stride. The 2020 campaign, and I tell you, just uh, I'm not one to say this, by the way. I'm not one to say this at all, but I will say that some people say this. Some pe- some people say things such as, "I cannot believe how crazy, how crazy things have gotten. Surely things cannot get any crazier than they are right now." You've heard people say stuff. Like this, but I have to tell you, we're nowhere near, just buckle up. We are nowhere near the end of the crazy train. This is, we've got a long way to go here regarding how crazy people are, how how crazy the left's going to be in particular as we move towards this election. I have for you, you know, Mika Brzezinski, Morning Joe. She's one of the co hosts of Morning Joe. Married, actually, to Joe uh, Joe Scarborough. And there's a montage. I don't know if this all happened on Friday. It's a montage of what I'm talking about. I think this is a good... I I saw this, I think, at the conclusion of the program. Or maybe it was at the conclusion of the day Friday. But Mika Brzezinski is on the verge of a complete and utter meltdown over the possibility that Donald Trump 
may be our president at the end of the November election. Yes, I want to talk about the U.S. Postal Service. Yes, I want to talk about polling, polling after Kamala Harris's, uh, her being selected as Biden's vice presidential choice. Polls suggesting that Potentially, uh, black voters are now less likely (laughs) to vote for Biden than they were before his choice of Kamala Harris. All kinds of crazy stuff going on out there, as uh, along with along with something else that I wanted to mention, which is the uh, the sad passing of President Trump's brother. And the response that we've seen in the media, in fact, there was a hashtag. You may not know this if you don't live on Twitter, which if you don't live on Twitter, that's probably a good thing. But nonetheless, um, there was a hashtag over the weekend after the passing of Donald Trump's brother. The hashtag was wrong Trump. In other words, the wrong wrong Trump had died. Very compassionate, very compassionate, caring – People on the radical left, not missing any opportunity whatsoever to engage in politics, further their radical, insane, deranged, immoral, unethical ideology. But I want to start here with Mika Brzezinski because this to me, folks, is – I mean this is a great summary, a great synopsis of of just how close to the edge – I'm telling you, this is this is how the left feels right now. They've invested. Put yourselves in their position for just a moment. They have invested. I don't even know if invested is the right word. They have put their heart and soul into maligning, attacking, destroying, you name it, this president for four years now. For four years. They have thrown everything conceivable at him. They have, of course, they invested a lot in this stupid Russian collusion nonsense, which I still, I still want somebody to explain to me. I really do. Some leftists, you can share with them that there's a challenge on the Todd Huff show. You can explain to me in terms, in in just average, normal terms that you would use to Communicate an idea to somebody, normal, persuasive, everyday sort of interactions, just in common vernacular. Explain to me how the Russians, with the help of Vladimir Putin, the lead under the lead of Vladimir Putin, helped President Trump in 2020 steal the election by using Pokemon Go ads, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, and the rest – to trick, to trick Democrat voters, folks that should have and would have preferred to vote for Hillary Clinton, to, to trick those folks into voting for President Trump. I want to know how that happened. I want someone to explain this to me. The most, the most insane, delusional, consp- you talk about conspiracy theorists, folks. That is, there you go. That They are the poster child for conspiracy theories uh, dating back to 20, uh, 2016. But I need someone to explain that to me. But they've invested starting with that, starting – I mean, it even started before that. But that, that's where they thought they had him, right? They thought that they had him, and they've invested countless hours, countless stories, countless narratives all built upon this. They have attacked this guy nonstop. 
Some studies show, Media Research Council shows that in, I believe it was May, in a, I think it was a 30-day period in May, I may have the month wrong, but it was here in the past couple of months, Media Research Council found that coverage in the media of Donald Trump was negative 99.5% of the time. <laughs> it usually is like 93% or something like that. But they've amped it up to 99.5% of the time. And yet, in spite of all of this, in spite of calls for him to be impeached, like we went through the impeachment saga, remember that? you probably forgotten that. Well, you know that it happened, but you've probably forgotten that they were too busy doing that to worry about COVID. Remember that? I know you remember COVID because we've been all over the board with COVID. In fact, Fauci came out on Friday, I think it was Friday last week, saying that voting in person, voting in person is not going to be a problem for the American people so long as masks, that's right, the masks that save our lives each and every second of every day, and social distancing. And again, I don't have problems. I just, these folks are all over the board as to what they really believe. They tell us one thing, five minutes later they tell us another without telling us what changed from the first bit of information they shared with us, only expecting you to follow the science, whatever the world that's supposed to mean in today's world when the science seems to change second by second in our society. But they have invested countless amounts of resources, energy. They they completely went all in with this. In fact, I will say, and they, they've gone after Trump negatively, obviously, from the beginning, but I think one of the strategic errors they made is that they went after him effectively. While it was all negative coverage, they went after him primarily for one thing, which was Russian collusion. Yes, he's a dictator, they say. Yes, he's a Nazi, they say. But all this stuff really pales in comparison as far as the scandal goes. They went after him one for one primary scandal, though... Everything he does, of course, is motivated by evil, they say. The, ones, the one thing that they invested in from a scandal perspective was Russian collusion. That's what they went all in on. That crumbled. We've had Ukraine. That crumbled. In fact, when the, when the dust settles, when the dust settles and we look at what Durham has to say, about things we see, or even Horowitz, we see that the folks that are not looking very good through all this are actually those in the Obama administration, those in the deep state. Anyway, they've invested everything that they possibly can at unseating this president, at impeaching this president, at his at impeding his ability to govern. And yet in the first year, the Heritage Foundation came out and said that The actions taken by President Trump amounted to more effective conservative leadership than what we saw in the first year of President Ronald Reagan in 1981. They want to pull their hair out. This is why they scream at the universe, by the way. Ah, the universe. (laughs) President Trump. President Trump got elected. Ah, like that's going to do something. This, these are the tactics. These are the, they, they are beside themselves. They don't know what to do. They've never faced a phenomenon and a force like this. And Trump continues to walk through the fire, through the flames. They look at polling. 
They see that while Biden supposedly has a big lead in some areas, it's not as big as it should be. I don't believe it's as big as Hillary's lead was at this point. I don't follow that stuff. Some folks follow that stuff to the, you know, into the minutia, into the detail. I don't, I don't do that because candidly, candidly, it's all going to change here and it's irrelevant. It's kind of like asking um, a 12 year old who they're going to marry when they get older. I mean, these things are really irrelevant at that particular time because life changes, things happen, people are met, whatever, whatever. So, this is very premature to be looking at polls, but based upon what they've invested in, folks, this should be a foregone conclusion. Biden should be at 40 points. Trump should be on the verge of being ushered out of the White House in handcuffs, maybe straight to the guillotine. I mean, they are chanting. Folks chanted, as I, as I said, not chanted, but they may as well chanted death to Trump. They chanted wrong Trump. The wrong Trump died. How how pathetic and awful and terrible is that? His brother dies, and that's the response of some on the left, some in the so-called media. The wrong Trump died. That's That shows the amount of hatred, anger, disdain, and just complete – I mean they've lost whatever was left of their collective minds here. And so that's where they've gone. That's This is what we've gone through the past – Four or five years, actually dating back to the time that President Trump came down the escalator in New York City to announce his candidacy for president of the United States. The left has lost their mind, and yet he still stands today, and in fact, he has a chance of winning re-election. Some might even say he will win re-election. Heck, with with the um, Alan Lichtman, the professor who's pr- predicted successfully using his model of 13 key points— He's been right since, I think, 1980 or some such year. He's been right every election. He has Biden winning as of right now. But out of the 13 key factors, Biden has seven in his favor. Trump has six in his favor. So that means, in fact, you take away COVID and you take away the economic circumstances that have happened since COVID, Trump would be up, I think I calculated the other day, Trump would be up, Something like uh, at least eight to five. It may have even been nine to four. I think it was eight to five in, in, in Lichtman's model. And they, I mean, they are, this is, these are the realities they're faced with. And so it's starting to come through. They're starting to have a version of what they probably would call PTSD. They're starting to be reminded of the struggle to get through the day back in 2016 when they were screaming at the universe, when they were crying and playing with their adult Play-Doh and their adult coloring books and requesting service dogs and all that nonsense, they're starting to have a resurgence of those fears, of those emotions. And so people like Mika Brzezinski are on the verge of meltdowns, of breakdowns on live television. No one's watching, but on live television. So I want to play that when we get back. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Good to be back. See you in just a minute. All right, welcome back. So let's listen to what Mika Brzezinski 
This is a montage. This is on Grabian. Uh, Grabiannews.grabian.com. We'll probably post this later today. But I, just, I don't know if I'll play all, all of this. But this is a montage of what she was saying. I think it was on Friday. It was it was late last week. Just this is the the feel and the tenor of the radical left in the media right now. This is it because it's not supposed to be like this, folks. Trump has been targeted for a long time. Not supposed to be this way. But this is the way they feel. Check it out. Pain that I have for this president, but look at the facts. Look at how he's worn us down from his paid off porn star to Russia lies to racism in Charlottesville, racism across the board, children in cages. I mean, lie after lie after lie, conspiracy theories. (laughs) Our country right now is really at a breaking point. Mm -hmm. If we don't find a way to hold this president accountable with his attempts to undermine the post office and also... His apparent negligence, perhaps purposeful, on saving the American people's lives in this pandemic. You are pathetic (laughs) at this point with his calamitous coronavirus Mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. It's killing Americans every day. He could be keeping people alive. He's choosing not to. Every day, this president looks more ridiculous. The clothes fall off. I mean, Mitch McConnell, wake up, wake up and smell the coffee. Don't you see what's happening? You want to hold on to the scent? You're going to have nothing at the rate you're going, at the rate you're letting him go. Mm -hmm. Can't you see what is happening? I know you have a lot of special interests in your state and maybe money coming in from Russia and interests. Your wife works (laughs) in the administration, but wake up. It's not about losing the Senate. We're losing much more than the Senate. You can be sure that you will never see me on Fifth Avenue, ever, ever, because he has said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. I believe him. I I ask for you to appeal to to members of his administration, Mm -hmm. those who still have a brain, those who aren't somehow brainwashed by the Mm -hmm. cult leader, or those who aren't (laughs) such stooges and so interested in their own special interests and the money they might make somehow Mm -hmm. that they could care for one second about this country. Talk about ditzy. Talk Mm -hmm. about a ditzy, stupid, botched response to a pandemic that is killing tens of thousands of people, over 160,000 right now. This is on you. It's idiotic Mm -hmm. and it's killing people. And you get up there and talk about Joe Biden being wrong. There's nobody who has been more wrong about this than President Donald Trump. Many of those deaths, Mr. President, are on you and your terrible response to this virus. Obvious, terrible response. But you say that children miraculously just don't get it. You're wrong. There's no one who has been more wrong than you on this. And you're the president of the United States. I'm thinking of Tulsa where the Trump campaign took the social distancing stickers off the chairs and squished people together Mm -hmm. and made them click on a waiver saying you can't sue if you get the coronavirus and die from coming to this rally. 
How stupid can you be at this point if you follow this president? I beg you not to be for your life. But I ask you, Dave Ehrenberg, is there any legal recourse if you get this virus because of the stupidity of this president? Mm -hmm. If you're sensing a little intensity here, I'm a a little little amped up because this is an emergency. Oh, my goodness, folks. I mean, this is the you talk about the clothes falling off here. This is exposed. This is who they are. The anger, the a little amped up. She said she said she's a little bit amped up. Folks, she's off the charts. What in the world? What in the world is going on here? I mean, I, I I was watching the video. You didn't have the the benefit of seeing the facial expressions. I mean, this was not staged. This is real. Now it's not real. She's living in a fantasy world. I'm not saying there's not uh, there's not problems with anything Trump's ever done. That's not the point at all. I'm simply saying that she's lost her ever loving mind here. She's not ever she says, I'm not gonna go to Fifth Avenue in New York City because Trump says he could shoot someone or Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue in New York City. Trump says he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. I believe him. I believe him so much, even though he lies about everything else, she says. But I believe him so much on that that I'm not even going to New York City. I can't go on Fifth Avenue. I'm afraid he'll shoot me. She actually says that. She's not joking. Like that might be maybe, I don't know. You might be able to put that together as a joke and get a laugh. But she's not trying to get a laugh, folks. She is pleading with her audience. Now that's MSNBC, by the way. Who watching MSNBC is on the verge of voting for Trump? Who's in there tuned into MSNBC? If if they're worried about the MSNBC crowd voting for Trump, then Trump's gonna win this. He's gonna have four hundred electoral votes. This may look like, this may look like the 1984 election. Walter Mondale and President President Reagan in his re-election year. By the way, that's something else I read this morning. Rahm Emanuel says not so quick. Republicans are comparing this to the 1968 election. Rahm Emanuel says dead fish. You know, dead fish never let a crisis go to waste. Rahm Emanuel, the uh, leader from Chicago. Emanuel says uh, this is more like 1980, and Republicans, just as the Reagan Democrats jumped from Carter in 1980 to support Reagan, Rahm Emanuel says that they're not Bi- they're not going to be Biden. They're anti-Trump Republicans are going to jump ship and support Biden, hopefully staying in the Democrat Party. He says, but folks, this is deranged. I mean, she is. She needs to seek professional help here. I mean, she's afraid to go to to Fifth Avenue because Trump said I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and still not lose supporters or some such thing, whatever that was back in 2016. Of course, it's hyperbole, it's satire, exaggeration, all this stuff, but she's afraid. She's afraid to go on Fifth Avenue because she believes Trump in this one area. This is, I mean, this this encapsulates, this captures, this, her little diatribe there, this montage of insanity coming from Mika Brzezinski 
I think is a very accurate depiction of where the media and the Democrat Party is. Again, it is not supposed to be this way. They have invested every ounce of their energy, every fiber of their being into stopping President Donald Trump from keeping any support whatsoever, from having any chance whatsoever. For They've used every bit of their energy to get him out of office before this election even took place. The idea that we're sitting in mid-August and President Trump still has is still even on the ballot. Remember, there's all sorts of projections he was going to. I saw professors, remember back in the early days, the early days of the Trump administration, predicting that this would be the second shortest tenure of any president we ever had because Trump was barely going to make it 100 days. And now he's on the ballot for re-election in 2020. They, they really believe this stuff. They get into these echo chambers. They bring in these experts, probably some professor from some ultra-leftist university explaining to us why President Trump is going to be impeached or why President Trump was colluding with Russia, was going to be placed in the clink right, for the rest of his life, all this kind of nonsense. And they've bought into it, and they've been disappointed and disillusioned, and now they are staring 2020 in the eyes. We're down to, what, two and a half months, whatever it is, and they don't know. This this should not be this way. And so what's the result? To lose whatever was left of their minds. Fascinating to watch this. Fascinating to watch this unfold. And folks, this is just the beginning. We're just now entering into that final phase. This is convention week for the Democrats. They should be cel- she should be celebrating the, the great leadership of Joe Biden. She should be celebrating how, how close we are to seeing President Trump finally replaced with a candidate that's going to fix all of our problems and cure cancer and cure diabetes and cure Alzheimer's and probably cure... COVID. Care how many strains there are, Biden can cure them all. Probably with the snap of a finger, he can cure the problems of the post office. By the way, I saw $8.8 billion in losses in the, by the post office over a course of a calendar year. I don't know if that was last year or the year before, but $8.8 billion in, in you know losses for the post office. And they act like Trump's the problem the post office has. The post office, folks, is an utter disaster. It has been for a long time. It's been mismanaged and, you know, there's there's um, retirements and all this stuff that people just have paid employees way too much. The budgets are way out of control. They've offered way too much in in retirement packages. Unfunded liabilities are through the roof, and yet it's Trump's fault. We can talk a little bit about the post office as well. But this is where the left is mid-August, mid-August in 2020. Not supposed to be this way, folks. I got to take a break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse from here. Be back in just a minute.
back. More reason for people like Mika Brzezinski to completely lose their minds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I referenced this earlier. This is at the nationalpulse.com headline. Black voters say they're less likely. That's right. Less likely to vote Democrat after Harris pick after Kamala Harris was chosen to be the VP pick, which she was chosen simp- purely for the reasons I mean, purely for the reasons of securing parts of, you know, uh, parts of the vote. I mean, groups, that how, how the left looks at voters. They look at voters as a bunch of different groups of people. You're not individuals. You're part of a group. And if you're black, you have think one way. That's what Joe Biden says. You ain't black if you vote for Trump over him. That's why he says stuff like this. That's why he also goes out there and says... Um, two times in one day, by the way, wrote about this, I think last week in the newsletter, but two times one day, Biden goes out and says that the Latino or Hispanic, they say Latino or Hispanic, I think he said Latino, Latino community is much more diverse, obviously, than the African American community. There's different thoughts and, and, you know, geographically they're in you know, more, more parts of the world, and there's, those parts of the world are more distinct, I guess, is, is what Biden's saying since he came back and – or he has since come back and walked those statements back a little bit, only in ways that Biden can, which leaves us scratching our head asking more questions. But this is not supposed to be this way. Black voters say they're less likely to vote Democrat after Harris' pick. Rasmussen has reported after the – a national telephone and online survey, 76% of likely Democrat voters have a favorable impression of Harris, including 48% who have a very favorable impression. 18% of Democrats have an unfavorable view of California's former attorney general. I'm reading from the article here with with 11% who say very unfavorable Black voters really don't feel the same. Black voters surveyed by Rasmussen said they were one-third less likely. They were one-third less likely to vote for the Democrat Party ticket because of the Harris pick. The National Pulse's editor-in-chief, Raheem Kassam, explained earlier this week how Harris's ethnic background does not give her the ability to call herself African-American in the strictest since this is what he said while the media will continue to portray these are his words not mine i'm just telling you passing this along i'm not allowed to comment on these things as a white guy while the media will continue to portray harris as african-american it's important to note that her mother was from india and her father was from jamaica that's not typically what people think of when they say african-american i'm indian for example and i don't go around pretending to be black. That's Raheem Kassam. And so maybe that's part of the reason. Who knows? I'm not going to speculate on that, but that's just what is being reported here. Harris makes that the, the Harris VP pick makes black voters less likely <laughs> less likely to vote for Biden. Again, it's it's just it's one one thing after another. Again, this is why Mika Brzezinski, and this is what she's doing on TV. I'm telling you right now, when she's home with Joe in the evenings or whatever, these conversations, if we could have recordings recordings of these conversations, 
that would make what I just played for you last segment seem mellow and mild. That would seem like a walk in the metaphorical park compared to how she's acting with Joe off the record. These folks are about to blow their minds. It's a tick, 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 boom situation here with the way that they are thinking about this election and watching about, you know, watching what's coming down the down the road. It's just not supposed to be this way. And I'll tell you this, you've seen talking about this yesterday, this came up, but in 2016, President Trump got 8% of the black vote. I think Romney, Romney only had a couple of percent. I want to say 4%, 5%, something like that. You'd have to look it up. Trump got 8%, which you might say from 4 to 8% is, that's, that's only a couple of percent, but that's potentially up to twice as many people, right? I mean, we're looking at the difference of, of 4 out of 100 to 8 out of 100. If Trump doubles that again, that's 16 out of 100, and there's been polls that show that Trump is getting 15 to 20% of the African-American vote in this country. If, folks, if that happens, if that happens, ball game over. If that happens, there's no way Joe Biden wins in 2020. There's not. And they know this. And they're upset and they're worried and they're afraid. And they say silly things. Like they're not going to go walk on Fifth Avenue because they're afraid President Trump's going to shoot them. What on earth is she talking about? It's like she doesn't – she understands. But it's as though exaggeration and hyperbole have been completely lost on Mika Brzezinski. She's so in, in just enamored with conspiracy theories, collusion talk. Trump's attempts to take over the post office and burn it down as though that wasn't happening before he took office. She's prepared to take all sorts of conspiracy theories on those things, but yet refused to accept the, the obvious things before her, namely, namely that many of the problems we face in this country, dare I say most of the problems we face are because the government's tried to do too much. They've made the price tag too big. They put the burden, they put too heavy a burden on the American taxpayer, I could go on and on on this, but I've got to take a break. But they have lost their minds. Sit tight, continue this discussion. When we get back, you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. is not very sympathetic to the Democrat Party right now. She says this is what you get. This is what you get when you live and breathe identity politics. This is what you get. You've brought this upon yourself. She's right, by the way. You live and breathe identity politics. You have a candidate who says Biden, who spent months preparing to announce his VP pick. I'm not convinced that anyone wanted this. I'm, let me pause. Everybody wants this. I'm not convinced anyone, uh, excuse me, that there weren't people who were skeptical about this, accepting this, because you talk about a potential um, risk to yourself politically. You have to look at the Biden campaign, and I mean, it's been a, it's been 
awful. Biden's a terrible candidate. The only I'm telling you, in fact, I saw polling. It, it said the reason you're supporting candidates, 56 percent of people. You know what they say? The number one reason. I think that was what the how the poll was written. 56% of Biden supporters say we're voting for Biden because he's not Trump. That's it. 56% said he's not Trump, which of course he's not Trump. That is one thing we can agree on. Biden is not Trump. But that's the reason and rationale. And so you have to, I mean, these politicians, folks, are, there's a lot of problems here. Right. I mean, there's a lot of problems with with modern day politics, the way that it's run, the the business of politics and all this sort of stuff. But I will say this. They are not when it comes to making decisions for themselves. To line their pockets or to put themselves in a position to secure whatever it is, uh, whatever benefit it is down the road. The next thing. Looking out for their future, this is their career. They're not they're not idiots on that. This is the one thing they really care about is getting and maintaining their positions of power. And so this thing dragged on a little bit, but they finally announced it, announced the pick. They told us a long time ago it was going to be a woman. They also told us a long time ago it was probably going to be a black woman, to which I still want Biden to explain to us why a white woman isn't qualified to be his vice president. Why is a make-believe Native American not qualified to be your vice president? Why not a black man? Why? What makes a an Indian American unqualified? From I'm just curious. The only person, the only type of person qualified, black female. Anyway, Oz says this is what you get when you live in that world, and I tend to agree. Gotta take a break. You're listening here to Home of Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Folks, this is, again, we are just at the beginning of this. This is, this is the time when these emotions will rise to the surface. This is the time that this is going to get amped up even more. I know it's hard to believe. I know it's hard to believe, but I expect to see much more, much more response like we've seen from Mika Brzezinski. Especially if the polling shows us that President Trump is in the lead or isn't, you know, isn't behind as much as he should be or whatever the case may be. Wait until after these debates. Wait until the debates. Wait until the debates happen and they see what happens with polling and so forth after those. So anyway, music telling me it's time for hour one to come to a conclusion. But we'll continue this discussion in hour number two, which you can see on YouTube. Todd Huff Show. Just search that on YouTube, guys. That's where we'll be in a minute. SDGC in a few. Take care.